in China podcast, where a British and an American girl satisfy all your curiosity and questions about what it's like to live in China today. And now your hosts, Holly and Nora. Hey everyone! Hello. Good morning from Shenzhen, China. Ooh, <laughs> Holly! Just wanted to let everyone know where we were. That's right. And Holly's the British one. Nora's the American one. Sometimes we get the question、yeah. about who is who. who are you?、Uh, but I've heard a lot of other podcasts where people, if there's a, if there's two people like doing the podcast, people often get confused with who is who. True. Right? They put the wrong voice to the face. And we do have faces. We do have faces, and Holly is blonde, and I'm brunette. Yeah, so you can. So if you've seen us on Facebook, that's who's who. <laughs> Would it be weird though if you had imagined us being the、yeah. other way around, and then be strange? Yeah, to, it must be such a shock. Because、like, <gasps> one of our listeners, I remember writing in saying, "Oh, I thought Nora was the blonde one,、yeah. and Holly was the brunette." Nope. Sorry to disappoint you all. <laughs> Anyway, this is episode seventy nine of the Two White Chicks in China. Woo woo! <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> so, since we're on a high, I'm gonna read a nice review from Music Critic eight three nine zero, and Music Critic says these two girls are among the best in the podcast community.、Oh. Wow. Thank you for your humor and stories of China that I can relate to by what I know and have heard. I I have also learned about new information that uh. Helps me understand why things in China are the way they are. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's what we try to do. <laughs> Sometimes I think Holly, at the end of my life, I'm just gonna collect all of the podcast reviews, and I'm just gonna read through them as I age, sitting on a rocking chair with a rifle and a bunch of cats. You could t- turn them into wallpaper. Yes, that's what we should do. So, well, not sell, just for the two of us. We'll just make two white chick. In China, wallpaper. Yes, and for those odd stalkers out there, because <laughs> we've got so many of those. <sighs> we digress. Right, we do. We do a lot. Okay, so、um, I have a new story which comes from the Shanghaiist, and、um, for those of you who've been listening to us in the past,、uh, I've often、uh, found these funny kind of articles about. Uh, Chinese people who are really into like fitness, physical fitness.、Um, we we have discussed in the past how、uh, fitness and health in China is quite a bit different to what we know of、uh, in the West or we're, we're used to.、Um, although I have to say that in the gym that's near my apartment, there are a lot of people actually doing real gymming now, like actually running, like using machines. Yeah,、so、it's、I'm、coming. Quite, yeah, and people actually running around like. Really running, as opposed to what we've like, mentioned, flopping about, which is like flip flopping literally, like wearing their flip flops and jeans <laughs>、yeah. on a treadmill, which is、yeah. what we've done a whole episode about gyms in、mm-hmm. the past before, and we just discuss. If you missed that one, the Chinese way of working out is generally speaking very、um, tame. Oh yeah, I mean they don't really break a real sweat, no, basically. No. no. Well, these people are—they're realizing it's time to—it's time to do it. The gym scene in China is definitely growing. I see these posters everywhere, and there's always people on the streets saying "gym, gym, yoga."、Yeah. 
And there's this one poster on the way to work. It's got this guy who's, you know, he's obviously on steroids, but he is just completely ripped. And it's like, uh, they have a couple different ones where they have the personal trainers for this gym on these huge signs. And this one, because uh, each of them says, like, hi, my name is. And his he's chosen his English name as Jesus. So it's like, hi, my name is Jesus, and it's like this, like, super ripped Chinese God guy. complex. Yeah, oh exactly. <laughs> Actually, you, you, since you, uh, I walked your route to the metro the other day, and I saw one of these posters with a, a woman, a Chinese woman on, mm. and I, I was just looking at it thinking, I wonder if you've been photoshopped, or you're the only, like, buff Chinese woman, like, in China. Like, she I've had abs, she had two. proper abs, like... I was thinking, hmm, like, I wonder if this is real or not. And they look pretty good. Yeah. And Chinese uh, photoshopping is not usually very uh, realistic, so yeah, I guess I guess she's the genuine article. I have seen a couple properly, yeah. like, built, but it's just not in Chinese culture. It's not Ladies very... Ladies be- or just men? Um, both. Oh, yeah. Both. I've seen men, but not, not, not women, really. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen one or two women mm. in our old gym by Coco Park. Who were properly, I mean, they weren't ripped, but they were nicely, like, they were muscly, yes, tuned. Very good. And that's, but that's just uh, traditionally not very becoming of Chinese women. They're supposed to be very slender and waif-like. Waif-like, definitely. Supposed to be able to blow them over just by... (laughs) I suspect you probably can with a lot of them. Quite a few of them. Yeah. Like Skittles, you could just run run through a busy, crowded street and just knock them over. Skittles? Not that I would want to do that. <laughs> yeah, like Skittles, yeah. Yeah, and they have this kind of, they always feign being very weak, like, oh, this bag is so yeah. heavy. <laughs> my, my boyfriend has to carry my handbag for me. Yes, that's another funny Never, thing. Never, ever gotten used to that. It's hilarious. But I like it. I mean, I think it's kind of sweet in a way. Yeah, no one minds. It's just us that look and think. Oh. Yeah, that, you know gold Gucci handbag goes well with his shoes. <laughs> Anywho, we digress <laughs> yeah. again. Okay, so back to uh, my news article, which is about a gentleman um, from Zhejiang province who uh, has developed a physical fitness routine, uh, which is basically riding around on a tricycle while standing on his head. Oh! <laughs> you surprised me with yeah. that one. Yeah, oh yeah. So, the, obviously... This story has gone viral. Um, this this guy um, is called Mr. Ju, and he is 61 years old. And he, since he was 50, he has been riding his tricycle on his head, uh, and he's basically perfected the like his balancing act. Uh, and his his head's on the seat, and he holds huh. he, uh, he holds the handlebars with his hands, and on his feet he has ropes attached to the pedals. <laughs> Uh, and he That's says that so he could cycle for around 300 to 400 meters in one go. <laughs> so I'm literally crying. Oh, I have read this article before. It's not new to me, but it's great. Uh, it's just uh, so weird. I know, I know. Uh, why? Why would you? I mean, why? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the same guy has also developed a talent for bring bricks with his hands. Oh. And says he can smash 40 bricks in a single round. <laughs> uh, also, and this is the, pr- probably by far the most bizarre one, because I don't even understand why you would A, try this, or B, like how you can figure out you could even do it. 
he stands on his head on a beer bottle cap placed on top of a metal stand. At the same time, he drinks an entire bottle of water. <laughs> uh, so the link to this article will be on our uh, writtenchinese.com slash episode 79 page. Uh, and I really do recommend that you do this. Or you can just search for the article uh, on Shanghai. Just search for like tricycle or something. Um, <laughs> and you can see the pictures of this guy doing... The tricycling on his head. Uh, <laughs> what's the other thing? Breaking bricks. And also the standing on his head, uh, drinking the bottle of water, which is, to me, the most impressive one. Because <laughs> it's just so weird. It is weird. <sighs> that was a good good way to start a Monday. <laughs> Bit of crying. Oh, great. It's like those people who just want to get into the Guinness Book of World Records they don't care what it is that they do. No. It's like, oh, I can eat a shopping cart. You know, you have those people in there who do these really bizarre yeah. things. Like, how how much can I send electricity through my body before <laughs> I get fried? You know, like all these crazy, yeah. crazy what things. What would you get in for, though? The longest riding a tricycle, like the furthest distance oh, riding head. a tricycle on your head. And he started it at 50. It's yeah, like, is this a midlife crisis? Who starts <laughs> riding a tricycle at age 50? Like, just period. Who, I mean, it's an odd oh, sport to take I up guess at that I, age. I should, I think it's not, it's not like, when I say, I guess when I say tricycle, it's not like something a child would use. Uh, it's like one of those, uh, like an e bike? Yeah, but obviously with pedals, there's no E. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's just so it's a full size because I imagine yeah, one no, of those it's not like of... radio flyer little like <laughs> like wheels on a like in a circus or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, it's got like a, a bed on the back so he could put like his stuff. So he does he live? Oh uh, no, no no no! I mean, uh, you know, like it's like a, a flat bed. bed bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not big. It's just like one of those tricycles you see around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, so that's the st- that's the story. <laughs> well, props to him. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> okay, so um, this week our question comes from China Bob. And we've had some questions from him before. And Bob left us uh, his question on our uh, in a, on our voicemail page, which is writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. And if you've got a question for us, or even any comments or any you want to just say anything to us, you can just leave us a message there. And Please we'll, do. We will. Yeah, I, actually, maybe, I don't know if Nora have said this, but obviously we've been away for a little while, and so we've got a lot of questions to answer. So if we haven't answered your question yet, uh, we sh- we should get to it. it. It just might take a little while. We, we haven't forgotten about you. No way, we haven't. No. But even so, don't let that discourage you from leaving our questions, because we tend to shuffle them around a bit based off which topics we think are going to be most interesting mm-hmm. for the show. So if you've got a really interesting question, please don't hesitate to send it in, because we might shuffle you up to the yeah. top. It depends what mood we're in as well. True, <laughs> true. Uh, okay, so here's Bob's question. Ladies, 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 how are you? I have a topic for you. Um, I've noticed over the years that a lot of foreigners, they come over to China, they they settle into a job, um, maybe they do a little sightseeing uh, with the usual 
you know, places like like the Great Wall or the Shanghai Bund. Um, but most of them, when vacation time comes, they tend to go home. So I was wondering if you guys had made up a to-do list, or would you suggest people to make up a to-do list? I mean, really research what's here, because there's so many places here to visit, and put a list together of the places you must see before you leave China, because there's so many. Me, having been here for so long, I visited, I think, around 67 different places, but still haven't been to Zhangjiajie, uh, Huashan, Huangshan, um, Fujian. So I still have my list after so much time. I was just wondering if you do too. Okay, that's it for me. Thanks for everything. Bye. Another great question from China Bob. Yeah, we, yeah, we should mention that if those of you who are new to the show, uh, Bob also lives in China and he's been here with his wife and son for 20 years. I think mm. that's right, isn't it? So he's he knows a lot about China and he often uh, jumps in with comments and stuff like that about thing about topics we've we've mentioned. So yeah, it's nice to hear from him again. Mm-hmm. He's got great insights and. A long history of experiences in China. Absolutely. Uh, so, Nora, do you did you have a list before you came to China? Before coming to China, no, 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 I didn't. Uh, me neither. Yeah, I don't tend to do that. I don't tend to have a lot of expectations when visiting a place. <laughs> you know, I yeah. just like to kind of go in completely blind and yeah. wing it. That's kind of more of my style. I'm definitely not much of a planner in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I, I hadn't um, come up with any kind of a list at no. all. Like, oh, I need to do this before leaving China. So, and um, I think, like, I, I now kind of have a little, like, a short list. Do you? Yeah, but it's just a mental list. It's mm-hmm. like, it's there because... Um, but but I didn't have one before I came, uh, purely because I didn't know enough about China. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I was, and also slightly, I guess, laziness. <laughs> but I did. I just didn't. Um, my list is now based on what I've heard from people, or what I've learned about China, and where I would like to visit. So, what you know? places are you interested in seeing? Uh, Yunnan is definite. Uh, that's I've on heard, my list I've, too. I've heard lots of funny and amazing things about Yunnan so that's that, mm-hmm. I mean honestly that's kind of like the big one oh Harbin too uh do you want to go see it for the ice festival mm, yeah that would be cool but I've heard even before that um Chamson has she went in December and I saw pictures and stuff of her friends and her there and it just they weren't in Harbin they were very close mm-hmm. to by and it looked really nice like skiing and stuff like that nice yeah for those of you who don't know Harbin is in the very north of China and uh every year they do this like ice city festival yeah, where they like build yeah I mean they build buildings Full with made with ice that you can actually walk into, mm, and they light everything cool. up, and it's it's a big tourist attraction. And it's supposed to be really beautiful. 
That would probably be on my list if I hadn't been, because I've been to Inner, Inner Mongolia, and that was on my list before, my mental mm. list before, and so since I've done that, I'm not as, you know, crazy about Fast. going to Harbin. Yeah. But anything else on your list? Uh, well, I, I do want to go to Shang- Shanghai, but I almost feel like that's just to tick it off, just to say I've been to Shanghai. Because mm-hmm. imagine, I mean, I've been here six years, and to the, say I left like next month and to say I'd never been to Shanghai would I almost feel would be slightly embarrassing so I'd want to just say I'd been just because you know I feel like I ought to really I've recently let that embarrassment go I think because I okay I've been in China for almost eight years and I've never been to the Great Wall and when people because a lot of times when I see my friends back home it's like Mm -hmm. oh you've been in China so long you've been to the Great Wall right no and I would kind of feel embarrassed about that before, but I'm mm. like, you know, I'm not really interested in seeing the, the Great Wall. It's just not something. I mean, it's so touristy, yeah. and honestly, I'm just not really interested yeah, in seeing yeah, yeah. it. I'm more interested in going to see, like in Yunnan, more interested in the people. And my other, I only have two things on my list, one being Yunnan mm-hmm. and the other one being Xinjiang in the very northwest part of China. It's okay. also um, because of the cultural differences because right. I feel like for the most part a lot of China architecturally is very homogenous mm. and once you see one temple yeah you've seen them all you really have I mean I've <laughs> yeah. done I've I have been to Beijing and seen you know like the summer palace and the forbidden city and everything like that but I don't see it as that much different than other palaces and yeah Temples that I've seen. size, I suppose. Yeah, so I'm not really that interested in going and seeing them all. And like Tibet, I would have thought, oh, I would, I want to see that. But you have to go with a tour yes. group, which yeah. I would absolutely hate doing. And I think it's also just like kind of a racket. It's very expensive, and I think it's not really what it would have been, you know, say 50 years mm-hmm. ago. It's not the spiritual experience as it once was i i don't think Mm -hmm. so i'm not really as interested shangri-la though i might go to see shangri-la but that's in yunnan right yeah i think so yeah so yeah long story short i don't have a Mm -hmm. i've i've let go of those like oh just because i've been in china for so long i need to see like i need to float down the yangtze river Mm. and it'd be nice if you have you know, if I live for 200 years or 300 years or whatever, okay, fine. I'd, I'd figure out a, a time to fit it in, but I'm yeah. just not that interested. Yeah. I, I think, um, yeah, I, I've, to be honest, I was always just quite happy just staying here. Um, but um, Barrett, my husband, is very, he loved, like, he really enjoys traveling, just for the food, mainly. <laughs> but he often sees, like, if we get an opportunity to go somewhere, like, someone invites us to go to a new place, even if it's, like, a, ta- a small little town or a city, he always says, like, just let's go. Like, why not just take the opportunity? And often those small towns and cities have been the most interesting. Right. I would rather go honest. do that than do the yeah. typical tourist attractions. Yeah. And those tr- those decisions to go have always been, like, on a whim they've never been planned or i mean you know sort of planned but not you know not really and you're usually going there with a host right Right, so you get to see kind of the inside scoop that's it yeah that's cool yeah that's cool um i i feel as though if 
if I was to have a list or if I was to recommend someone to make a list before they came, I think I'd also suggest they just expand the list to Asia in general. Like if they were going to stay in China for a, um, a, a long period of time to, you know, to make the most of the loc their location. Like it's so, it's, it, well, not, I mean, it used to be quite cheap, but it's still relatively cheap to fly somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's quite a few like week holidays or four day holidays during the year where you can hop on a flight and go somewhere. You know. Depends where you are in China. In Shenzhen, for sure, yeah. it's really easy to get around because yeah. we just walk across the border to Hong Kong and then you have direct flights to mm -hmm. Singapore, the Philippines, um, Thailand, yeah. Vietnam, Laos, like all these different places. So it's easy for us to travel because we're already in Southeast yes. Asia. Uh, if you're in the inner parts of China, it might, might, might be, be more difficult. Might be more difficult, yeah. yeah. But I agree, having, like, think thinking about the whole region and, and figuring out if there are places to go that you would want to go in your lifetime is a good idea. I think for some people, making a list is good just to remind them of the things that they want to do yes. so that the time doesn't just pass them by and then they get towards the end of their time in in china and then they realize oh i didn't do yeah. this this and this what did i do right <laughs> <laughs> so it depends on what you want yeah for me i'm kind of done with doing the tourist places where i'm like oh i need to go here just to say that i've been here right. um but i do have a couple things that i would like to do just because i'm so interested culturally in the places like in yunnan and in xinjiang mm -hmm could be really cool super cool yeah so so those are the things like what what else do you want to do well i really um wanted to go to burma myanmar and i did that yeah. so i i kind of also had more of my list like in southeast asia mm -hmm. and i've done the like, thailand philippines you know this uh, malaysia singapore those kind of things i really enjoyed doing those um but Burma was a, one that I, I would have really regretted leaving Asia without having done. Because it's like, I don't know if many of you know the history, but it's still kind of like trapped in time. So to me, it's the most authentic remaining Asian country. It's really, it's fascinating. It's not easy to travel there. It's really safe, but it's yeah. just so disorderly and there's not enough places to stay and it's yeah it can be a big hassle Did, was it Burma that you said where like you would ask someone what time the bus left <laughs> okay. and three like three different people would tell you like three different times and stuff yeah you'd ask like people who were wearing the uniforms for the like when does this bus leave one says seven o'clock one says nine thirty one says eight you know like they all have completely complete and the other one says like oh this bus don't go today you know like <laughs> like oh, oh thanks. It, it's very um it's completely disorganized at least from the western perspective very disorganized because mm -hmm. i had no idea what was going on when we were going to be leaving we just have to wait around <sighs> that wi like winging it would be hard for me i think see i like it though because yeah. then it's like it gives you time because you're there to experience... I don't know. If I'm in a new country, even just, like, hanging out at the gas station is interesting to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, there's probably lots of things just happening. Just you know, like, you check by. out, like, in, in Burma, it was like, they had nothing on the shelf. Because a lot of um, 
countries don't allow uh, trade with Burma. Right. And so they don't have a lot of products on sure. their shelves and so mm-hmm. even just going to the small shop is really interesting and like a lot of the people um speak they, they're able to communicate like most of the people don't really speak english but okay. they're so eager to communicate with you that they find a way mm-hmm. to communicate with you so you know using body language and like you kind of start exchanging words i forgot the any of the, the words that i had learned there <laughs> but um, it was pretty easy, actually, to communicate with those people. Nice. But anyway, I don't want to make this episode about Burma because we're talking <laughs> about life in China. But the point is, um, that was definitely on my to-do list before leaving Asia. I think mm-hmm. Malaysia. I'm glad that I did Malaysia, too, because I had a really great time at on the island that we went to. It was so wild. Like One of the things I appreciate about Asia is it's not so... I would say safe. Like in the US, like you have um national parks and there's a lot of wildlife mm-hmm. and stuff, but it's all somehow more cultivated in yeah. a way. Like they'll give you a brochure of like these are the things to look out for, blah blah blah. Well when we went to Tioman Island that was in Malaysia, not far from Singapore, um, there were bats the size of like eagle they were huge oh, wow. bats. Like million, I'm talking about millions. Of, there was a there was an island we kayaked to, which like nobody told us about. We just mm-hmm. like saw it and we kayaked to it, and then there were the, like it at sunset, the sun was going down, and just like I'm telling you, hundreds of thousands, if wow. not millions, of bats just like were released into the sky, and I was like, felt like I was in Transylvania, you know, or something like that. <laughs> and um, they had these basically like dragon there's like a lizard but oh like a meter and a half yeah, long yeah yeah they have them in macau i think or two meters long I don't yeah know. they're huge i know what you mean and like monkeys who would steal your stuff and then <laughs> butterflies <laughs> the size of birds and like they, there were woods and people were like don't go into the woods people go into the woods and don't come back like stuff like that where you're like oh i'm not gonna go into the woods mm. Like, dangerous. Like, you get so close to real nature yeah. in that way. Because they don't have, like, oh, if you do that and you're on the resort and something happens to you, then they're, like, liable for some kind of a lawsuit. So they can actually just, like, smack a resort right in the middle of, like, <laughs> actual nature. Mm-hmm. So I do appreciate that about Asia. Yeah. And a lot of other parts of the world. Just that it's, it's more wild and rustic and it's, like, every man for himself, you know. Hmm. It's not like Disneyland. <laughs> Still want to go there? Yeah. I'm not dissing Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anywho, and, sorry for that tangent. No, it was enjoyable. And um, how, were there any other things on your list that you thought about? Like, uh, like places to visit? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I still haven't seen a lot of Asia. Like, I would like to go to Malaysia and... Uh, Vietnam. Mm, me too. Uh, I mean, there's lots. There's a lot of places. I've been to the Philippines and Singapore, and yeah, that's kind of it. Um, yeah, but I still want to get some places in there before I leave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And who knows when that will be? So maybe I've got plenty of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too. I think if you know that you're going to be leaving, then you can also plan. Oh, I need to get X, Y, and Z finished before. 
before I yeah. go. Yeah, and also I suppose like starting a family, you've got to think about that because you can't go backpacking with the. Oh, yeah, I suppose you could, but I don't know. How You'd well. be surprised how many parents with, just like yeah, strap their the papoose thing on the front. Exactly, like exactly. <laughs> I think I would take Dahlia. Yeah. I don't know if I would have done Burma through the jungle. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Don't let a monkey carry her away, though. <laughs> yeah, I think I would have. I think I still. She's, cause she's not gonna end our adventures. That's for sure. She's just oh, gonna sure add not. to them. I'm gonna take her with. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be raring to go. Yeah. I wonder how she's gonna turn out. You know, I was such a sensitive child, and I grew up in a in rural Wisconsin. And then when my parents moved from one small town to another small town, it was really traumatic for me. But here mm. I've got Dahlia, like in the middle of, you know, a crazy reality for her you know like being a minority in a massive country with completely different cultural roots than her ancestors Mm -hmm. so i'm curious to know if she's gonna just like you know like how 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 that's gonna shape her world yeah because it's so different from how i was raised and so different from how my husband was raised yeah it'll be interesting to see how she adapts i think children are easily adaptable I mean, I, the, with new surroundings they just tend to just go go mm-hmm. with it not always but you know mm-hmm. often indeed um so before we um recorded Nora and I kind of talked about what we wanted to talk about in this podcast and we we thought both of us hadn't really made lists or didn't really have very long lists of places that we wanted to visit, but we certainly, now that we've been here for a while, we've created lists of things that we want to, uh, we want to do in China or, um, you know, make the most of our situation here. Um, so Nora, do, do you have any that you want to share with us? Oh, <laughs> sorry, I'm putting you on the spot there. <laughs> no problem. So I thought about things coming from the U.S., things that were interesting here that I would take advantage of um, just by virtue of being here. And I, th- I guess I thought more on the day-to-day mm-hmm. life in China. And so the first thing, of course, that I landed on was the massages. Because that's a thing here, right? And it's... Um, especially if you're coming from somewhere in the West, it's a luxury that most of us can't afford. So when you get to China or anywhere in Asia, really, most places, you can suddenly afford this part. Uh, So you can partake in massages on a weekly, monthly, however you want. Daily. (laughs) Depends on where you're going. Yeah, it depends on what kind of massage you want. But, um... The foot massages, I think, are the best bang for your buck, personally. Mm-hmm. I've had several disappointing full-body massages, yeah. I think, that, but they do really nice foot massages, which includes usually, like, a shoulder rub, so you kind of get the full-body yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you're in a room with other... I don't know, I just find it more casual. Yes. And less odd than, like, some stranger, like, touching your whole body. I don't know. <laughs> Holly's yeah, worst nightmare. This is not something I would have thought about, but actually, you've just reminded me when Barrett's parents arrived uh, in February. The, one of the first things his mom said to me was that she really wanted a massage, and I was like, "What?" Like, but it makes a lot of sense. Like, 
if you know if you're into that kind of thing this is certainly the place to take advantage of that Mm -hmm. oh and we have a whole episode about massages in china too (laughs) if you're more interested in that topic so that was one of the things that i thought about Mm -hmm. um that i would have i would feel that i had missed an opportunity if i left china without taking advantage of that thing yeah how about you? Um, well, go, along the same lines of like daily stuff, I was thinking about all the fruit and like oh, the different fruits yeah. and veg you can get here that I've never, I've never tried before. Um, even durian, I guess I'm glad that I've at least tried it. <laughs> I love you know, durian. It's not my favorite, but uh, do you remember in one of our first episodes where we tried that we ate the uh, the sugar the apple? sugar apple? Yeah, like. That's an awesome fruit. It is an awesome fruit. I'm so glad that it's because of this podcast that I discovered my favorite yeah. fruit. Because I have never... <laughs> so the, the sugar apple, it's it, to me, it's like got the consistency of a mango. Yeah. But it has a taste of kind of like pineapple-y. It's just awesome. It's, it's just so, so sweet. And like, it's almost like you're eating candy. Yeah, because be on the edges, it's got like crunchy bits where mm-hmm. like the fructose like kind of crystallizes yeah. and it is like candy. I feel like it's got to be probably the least healthy fruit ever. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like get, being able to buy these huge watermelons. And of course, you can get those things at home, but they're so expensive. It's That's like a treat. I remember when I was a kid... One day, my mum brought home this uh, dragon fruit. We'd never seen it before, and it was like we saved it and like enjoyed it together as like <laughs> this magical moment that the first time we ever had dragon fruit. And now you can just buy them on the street, like mm-hmm. you know, dragon fruit, um, passion fruit. That's another one right. that I wasn't really familiar with before. What are those? Um, it's like a purple. It's got a really thick and hard shell. It's about this size. Oh, mangosteen. Yeah, mangosteen, yeah, I think. And it's got like a... Don't they call it king's fruit, I think, is the alternative name? Or is that something different? And it's got like a slightly like... uh, Like a crown shape where I guess... Oh, yeah, the little stem. Stem, thank you. Mm -hmm. Where you... It's like segments. When you open it up, it's like little white segments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's really good. It was kind of tedious to eat, Mm. but the... It's very flavorful. And passion fruit. I had never had a fresh passion fruit mm. before. I'm drooling thinking about it. It's so <laughs> flavorful. Yeah. And jackfruit and those kind of things. Ooh, There's no, so many. Thank you. Um, I, I quite like dry jackfruit. I'm not so fussed on the actual fruit itself. It smells but... like feet. I know durian smells worse, but I don't know. Something about... I got used to durian. I just really like it now. I, I did not like it in the And beginning. I suppose psychologically you're also thinking... This this is disgusting, but I know how good it is for me. So. Well, I convinced myself to eat it. Well, we yeah. got one of our friends gifted us with like I don't know how many kg of durian, and it's really expensive. I mean, it's yeah. really expensive. One piece can be like seven or eight dollars, like a small, you know, the size something that fits in the palm of your hand. And so they gave us all this durian fruit, and we're thinking, oh my gosh, how much what money? Yeah, did will we be wasting if we just throw all this away? And it's so healthy for you. So we just started to just gorge on it. Yeah, like <laughs> shoving it down. In the fruit. Yeah, and I'm glad that we did that because after we, you know, it was like shock therapy or something like that. What do they call it? Immersion oh, therapy. Sounds delightful. Yeah, and it, it ended up being a good thing because now, now I really do enjoy it. And it's like a whole meal. Yeah. In I'd more... rather have a Guinness and an orange. <laughs> to be honest. But then you're English. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else that you thought about 
I really enjoy just kind of being on the cutting edge of technology here. Mm. I don't know if it's just Shenzhen because it's kind of in the heart of it all. And some people say like, oh, it's China's Silicon Valley. And in a way it kind of is. It's more for hardware though, I'd say, than for software. But there are some pretty cool things in software that they're doing. Or like IoT, the Internet of Things. Um, for example, Mobike. I'm in love. Mm. I'm in love. So maybe this, I've heard now that Silicon Valley is copying China. So oh, yeah. whoop, whoop, like yeah. How <laughs> the, the tables. tables of tech. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And so um, basically what these are, if you haven't seen them before, it's it's a rent-a-bike program where you just like, you have you download the app and then you walk up to a bike and you scan it and it automatically like unlocks it for mm-hmm. you. Um, but it's got some really cool features. One, you don't need to park the bike in any specific location. You just leave it wherever. Yeah. So you pick one up wherever, you leave one wherever. And mm-hmm. so you have these bikes anywhere for your... Yeah. So they have just like special locks that you can't ride them unless, unless they're unlocked. Um, and they have like, it's really cool because once you finish riding them, it records your journey and mm-hmm. it tells you like how many calories you've burned and like how many minutes. And it's really cheap. I'm That's talking about, uh, if I ride, cause I take one now, I just took one to work today cause I have a long walk from the Metro. So I just hop on one of those and it costs half a UN. So that's five cents yeah something like that it's really really cheap so i just do it every yeah and you can find them on a map like you don't just have to go and like scour the streets for a bike but you 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 can yeah it's so easy you just like walk around and find so many of them now Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah you can see them and you can also like rent them you know like you can book like if you Mm. see one nearby you can book it for 15 minutes like from your phone and then it gives you time to walk up to it and stuff so you can like book it before you even leave your apartment and then someone really thought about all the details yeah, it's excellent. It's really clever. It's excellent. And they're, you know, they're they're not super fast bikes, but they're sturdy, so it's easy to, like, weave around people, which is ideal for in yeah. China. And then a lot of them have baskets on the front you can put yourself. And they also have really annoying bells. They do have That's really annoying downside. bells. That's the downside. If there's one downside to those more bikes is that people like to ding the bells a lot. Yeah, it's not that the bells themselves are annoying. It's just that they've made them really fun to ding. And so people are just, like, wandering around yeah. on their bikes going ding, 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 ding for like no reason. five years old. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But another um, example of how the, you know, like, being on the cutting edge of technology is just, like, the WeChat, like, mobile payments. Oh, that's great. It's awesome. Like, I don't I really... carry cash with me now. Yeah. So don't try and mug me, people. <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's just steal your phone, Holly. <laughs> But yeah, being able to pay for everything, yeah. pay for your rent, pay for your bills, pay for everything using uh, uh, your WeChat app. It's, I mean, I guess you have Apple Pay in the States, but it's nowhere near as permeated throughout the market as in China. Like mm-hmm. here, it's like you have this little family-run fruit shop or whatever, like a tent yep. set out on the road. And you can use WeChat to pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere pretty much takes. Actually, it's the, it's more like the bigger companies who are, like the Western companies. Like it took Starbucks forever to get WeChat mobile mm. payment. Oh yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why either. They're lagging behind. But, but now they're in the app. You know, have you noticed they've like been? They're now in the WeChat app. Starbucks. Oh, they are. Oh, so yeah. maybe they were like taking Trying all that to, time to arrange some yeah, some special. But yeah, I like that. And then I also like being able to try out 
a lot of the new hardware. Like, if you're into, let's say, if you're kind of geeky and like things like drones mm -hmm. or electric unicycles, like, you can basically try out the brand new and for very inexpensive like in the u.s it's like it's those first what do they call them first adapters and they pay a lot of money to be like the first the one person. to get yeah, this yeah, thing yeah. but in china you can you can do that relatively cheaply and just yeah. like always be on top of everything mm -hmm. like our uh ceo here in chinese.com he has all of these hobbies so he's always into like the latest like oh we set up the new a new sound booth with all these yeah. gadgets and like he loves electric unicycles and like he's always checking out all the new stuff and that and most of that stuff even if it's um, sold worldwide it's produced here in Shenzhen like yeah. Foxconn is here mm -hmm. we just got a lot of cool stuff coming out of this area yeah well actually that leads on to something that I had written down about um, which is something we've recently spoken about about. Uh, Getting being able to like make a prototype here, mm. like biz the making the most of the business opportunities yeah. that exists in China, I think. And yeah, you could get a pro if you've got an idea for a product, you could get a, a prototype made here quite cheaply. Mm -hmm. yeah. Also, white labeling is a really popular thing. So just like finding, because so much stuff is made here, yeah. so just like finding some products that you think are good and then just slapping your own brand on them and doing your own marketing yeah. um, and then exporting them from here is, is another popular mm -hmm. thing that people do, especially on Amazon. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of cool things that you can try. Like, I don't know if it's cheaper anywhere else to start up a business than here. It's just like so much stuff is here. And not just stuff, but people. There mm. are lots of like... Um, not just foreigners, but other like Chinese people who are, who are interested in business and collaborating and being partners and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not something you just jump into willy nilly. Um, but I think there are a lot of people open to to new ideas. Uh, and yeah. I mean, so many people we know now have, you know, branched out and started their own companies and businesses and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think it's sort of like the environment sort of just it's a breeding ground for ideas and stuff. I agree. I think Chinese people are generally very entrepreneurial. Mm -hmm. I'd say there's not a whole lot of innovation when it comes, although that that is changing. That is definitely changing. But a lot of times they're just kind of copying what's happening in the West because yeah. it's easier. It's a shortcut. They don't spend all the time to, to do the research and development. They just see see what products work in the West and then imitate them here, which is and sometimes way, do them better. Let's be honest. Yeah, and in a way, it's a super clever way to do your business. Um, but but I think there are a lot of entrepreneur people who who are eager to have their own business yeah. or something on the side. Mm -hmm. A lot of Taobao shops, this online shopping things like that. Mm -hmm. So it's. It's a cool place to be if you're interested in starting up your own business, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Anything else that you had thought about? No. There were things I was thinking, like, you know, if I, if I, really, if I've got a list now, it's mainly about the things that I can, you know, do in China to make the most of being here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Sounds good. Mm. So, how about a Chinese word of Ooh, the yes, day? Yes, please. Yes, please. So, I don't know if we've had lu yo before. Perhaps. So, lu yo is to travel. Um, but another word for travel is lu xing. Mm -hmm. 
So that's those are two different ways to say travel, and you know, for all intents and purposes, the they're interchangeable. So lu yo lu xing, and you can guess it's the same lu. It's a funny one to pronounce lu. So you write it in pinyin with, so it's l, and then if you're typing it, you can type it with a v, um, instead of a u because l u and l lu. <laughs> Which is a U with like an umlaut um, yeah. over the top. They're two different um, pronunciations. Yeah. So it's L-V or U with the umlaut on top of it. And then X-I-N-G, Lushing. Cool. Travel. Nice. So if you're interested in learning how to write or pronounce or, you know, learn more about those characters, you can go uh, to writtenchinese.com slash episode 79 and I'll put the links to our dictionary for those characters. Uh, also, uh, I think I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago, but uh, March is tripod month. Um, so this is like an opportunity for you to T- uh, tell other people about podcasts that you're interested in mm. and so this is basic most of this is on Twitter so if you um, search for a hashtag or, or if you're tweeting about a, a podcast you can use hashtag try which is T-R-Y pod P-O-D and you can find lots of people talking about uh, podcasts that they enjoy and you know maybe you, you could you know do two white chicks you know maybe <laughs> we're not begging or anything no, but we're not. you might you might want to you might want to spread the word yeah, we'd like that have you been listening to any interesting podcasts lately uh, um, I'm listening to one about Hollywood crime in Hollywood I, I kind of oh you're on that true crime yeah kick. I am I am really I really enjoy true crime podcasts just because it's so like they're so detailed and just I guess that's I'm slightly macabre in a way just mm. yeah. <laughs> it's not too gory it's just very interesting for sure yeah you, yourself um you know uh, i eat up pretty much anything npr so mm. i've been listening to this story core oh. podcast which i really enjoy nice. they just do different they just get a group of people together who have experienced something similar and mm-hmm. then they get their stories about how it was yeah. so it's pretty cool that sounds cool mm-hmm. nice uh okay well um Got any last remarks before we close out? Just leave us a voicemail, guys. Come on. <laughs> what are you waiting for? We're waiting for you. Don't forget, if you want to um, see anything that we've talked about today, it's writtenchinese.com .com <laughs> slash episode 79. Uh, yeah, leave us a voicemail at writtenchinese.com slash voicemail. Check out the app and yeah. see you next time. Bye. <laughs>